Major League Hoop Season 1 presents the Starting Five. Let's go! Welcome, good, uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome, 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 welcome to our first uh, starting five uh, Major League Hoops. Um, I'd like to thank Noel for that fantastic drop that uh, let us in. Uh, very nicely done. Very pumped about that, to have that each and every week. Um, but yeah, what did you, uh, what'd you think, Chris? Our first kind of, uh, actual activity in the league, really. Oh God, I was so hyped the entire time. It just, it was like such a, it, I don't know. It was a good draft, you know, it was a really, really fun, um, draft. You know, it wasn't like anything crazy. We didn't like, you know what I mean? Get together or anything like that, but it just, it seemed like everybody was picking in time. It seemed like, you know what I mean? The chat was lively. Um, I felt bad that Steven, picks. I felt bad that Steven wasn't able to make it, which was kind of weird because I saw him like pop in and out. And then it like was whatever. I mean, he, you know, I can't, you can't complain too much when Darren Fox falls to you that late in the first round. Um, but I gotta say uh, to the man who keeps calling us legend on, uh, on, on discord, Reese, Hell of a job, man. I don't know how you woke up at three to draft with us. I mean, maybe like it was a good time to draft. <clears throat> maybe like all of the, you know what I mean, sort of like predispositions and the and the bias kind of went away because you're just so exhausted. You're just um, like, I got to get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get through it with the best team possible and then get back to bed. So you're just, I don't know. You're just trying, trying to hold your players to pretty high standards, right? Yeah, I mean, I always seem to. I know a lot of other teams in the league like to really set, you know, the bar high for their players, like Paul, I think. Because I tend to have kind of high moral standards for myself and those around me. Yeah, I mean, Paul does have pretty high moral standards for uh, when it comes to his players and everything yeah, like that. So, you know, I think I mean... that we all we all try to have high moral standards <laughs> when we set them for ourselves and for others, especially. You know, Paul just said it so well there. So you know, you got to hold yourself to a high moral standard, uh, along with uh, those that he surrounds himself with. You know, so um, naturally. Well. Uh, well, we have a uh, we have a job to do, and we will get to that job. We will get to the uh, starting five and the bench. Uh, so starting five and the bench usually happens like once a month, kind of thing. I try and do it like once every four weeks or something like that to keep it a uh, keep it a little fresh. Um, but before we do that, um, we do have to discuss. Uh, Chris and I decided, you know what, we'll go through uh, each round. And talk about who we thought was the best pick of each round and who we thought was the worst pick of each round. Um, so I will actually start us off. I originally put round number one, uh, but really it's technically round number three. Um, unless you had anything to say about the keeper rounds. Um, I mean, I think that the only thing of note from the keeper rounds was how early Vucevic went. Um, not to say that it's bad. I don't think that it's bad at all. I was just kind of shocked to see the name up there in the keeper rounds. 
Um, you know, Vucevic is year in and year out, like a guy that gets slept on in the draft. Like he pretty much goes like, you know, first couple of rounds and he always provides you like legit, like first or second round, like keeper round value. So it wasn't surprising necessarily to see his name go off the board that early, but there were a lot of flashier guys that I feel like a lot of other people might've been enticed to go with. I feel like this was a safe pick, but I think it'll work out. I think it will too. I mean, I think pairing Trey Young with Vucevic is kind of a nice little combo there kind of to kick it off, especially if you're going to be uh, picking your third guy and then picking significantly later. But um, let's go into uh, let's go into the first round of the uh, – well, technically, uh, what we perceive as the first round of the draft, round three. Um, Chris, what did you think was the best pick in round three? So out of the picks in round three – I mean, like, it's kind of hard because the first thing that really jumps out to me is Paul just being able to take Jimmy Butler outside of the keeper rounds. Hmm. Um, that's a really, really good pick. I, I know that it's the first pick off the board, but, um, you know, I'm trying to, like, look at the rest of the, the first picks or the first round picks, and none of them, like, have elite NBA status, I feel, other than Jimmy Butler. Um, there's a bunch of guys that have had it before or that are trying to get to it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like when you talk about like the five best players in the league, a lot of people have Jimmy Butler in that list for themselves. So like for somebody to be able to get him outside of those top two rounds, um, outside of the keeper rounds, I think is going to be of significant value to the team. Um, it's basically like having three keepers. So yeah, I mean, like there's a lot of other names that are really, really exciting on that list. You know, I think Michael Porter Jr. is obviously one of my favorite guys. I think that he could be like, you know, elite. Um DeAndre yeah. Ayton, I thought that was a really interesting pick for Kyle because he already has Towns, but I think it was a good pick. Um, don't get me wrong. So, yeah, I mean, my favorite pick from the round is Jimmy Butler, even though it's the first one off the board. That's interesting. I uh, I actually thought that my favorite pick of this round, which I, if I'm being honest, I think it's the best pick in the draft, um, even though it's round one, uh, is Ian going with Rudy Gobert. Um, I think to the depth of point guards that are later on in the draft and uh, the fact that you already have Giannis and to lock down a big of Rudy Gobert who usually finishes in that kind of top 20 at the end of uh, when all said, when all is usually said and done uh, in fantasy, Um, you know, and, and I was hearing like, Oh, you know, well, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert actually has only missed like, six games or something like that in the last like three seasons i can't remember what the number was josh lloyd was talking about it on his podcast but i love the rudy gobert pick however i think it's funny when you talk about michael porter jr i actually thought that that was my least favorite pick of the round mainly because of the covid thing nobody like if michael porter jr was vaccinated and he was going to play all these games who cares he is going to play Four, uh, I think they're. I think they play. Um, I, I want to say like eleven away games in uh, in December. The uh, the Nuggets, and four of them are going to be in uh, COVID regulated states. So you're talking about missing four games from Michael Porter Jr. in December when you're kind of like crunching to that kind of like playoff spot. I, I don't know. It, it it's a it's a risky pick. 
it's definitely a risky pick and it's not even like among my favorite picks of the round like if i was gonna you know other than butler like my other favorite pick of this round is probably chris paul at the very very end just because chris paul on the player raider last year was like top seven so to get him at the very end of the first round that's really really sweet um you know i just like the name michael porter jr but if we're talking about picks we don't like in the first round i think that the one that i gotta go with um is clint capella it's not that i don't Mm. like clint capella i just think it was a little bit of a reach i think that what clint capella provides you is elite uh, defensive numbers and what you can and you can find that a little bit later um you know what i mean i think that at the end of the year if there's not too much of a difference between clint capella and Jarrett allen i wouldn't be surprised um, the only difference is that Jared Allen, Jared Allen's going like six rounds later. So, well, um, Capella is also injured right now too. I think he like broke a bone in his foot or something. Even well, though he was like the re- rebound king last year, like it led the NBA. It's it's a valid point. Yeah, no, I mean especially that even adds to the point. I think. Um, I just think it was a little bit of a reach. I don't think it was a bad pick. Like I said, I like Capella. I just think that you might have been able to get him around later. Hmm. That's a fair point. Um, let's move on to uh, round four. Uh, who is your favorite pick in round four? So round round four, which is actually round two, the second round that we drafted outside of our mm-hmm. keepers. Um, I think that my favorite pick here, it's like, you know, my heart wants to say Anthony Edwards, <laughs> but no, I think that honestly the best pick here was you taking SGA. Um, yeah, that was that was mine too. <laughs> yeah, I think that SGA is first round talent. Um, you know, first round outside of keepers, and you know, by the end of the year, might end up being a keeper. I've thought about it in the past. You know, I've had him for like I think the last two seasons, and I've almost kept him both times because he's been so good. Um, yeah, he's the only one on that Thunder team really that we all think is standout. Um, so I think that it's just going to be oodles of points. I think he's going to be dropping dimes. I think that he gets a, you know, a handful of rebounds per night and some pretty good defensive numbers. So I think to get all of that in the second round and you can slot him in, I think at that shooting guard, Yep. that's a nice little, that's a nice little boon for your nice team. Nice little nugget. Uh, what did you think was the worst pick of first of the second round? I probably have the same one as you. Um, I think Kyrie. Yep. Yeah. It's just, look Kyrie would have gone round one you know? he would have been a keeper he would have been yeah a he probably would have been keeper um but you're talking 40 games potentially I mean who knows and it's what... kind of trending that way right yeah like, I mean... there, like there doesn't look to be anything any notice like you know the news came out with Wiggins and it's like oh you know he's vaccinated now and and you know now he's gonna play these games Kyrie, it just, it sounds like the Nets are just like, yeah, we're just not going to have them. So. Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't even hear the news about Wiggins, but I mean, you know, good yeah. news for him. I think that somebody got him pretty late, actually. So that's pretty good. But yeah, so um, Kyrie, like I, you know, like I said, first, first round or keeper talent, but the problem is 40 games. That's so little, you know? And if that's. If that's really what it's going to be, he's not going to be of, of too much value for your teams. Yep. But, so that was your worst pick of that round as well. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, uh, I think, look, if you're going to take a chance on Kyrie, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine to take a chance. I mean, I, I roster, I drafted Patrick Williams, which I think is actually my round 10 worst pick. Um, but I think when it comes to Kyrie, like you can, you can wait, 
you know, you can you can wait a little bit more because I think he was going to drop a little bit further. Um, plus, you know, you, you saw just in those little middle round, like in those picks between his next pick and the next round, um, he was still able to get Kyle Lowry in the next round. And uh, Collins, Nurkic, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan all went, who were all kind of like, established pretty good i mean aside from nurkic established kind of like we're always going to be right up here doing this stuff so i don't know um moving on uh next round let's uh rapid fire here uh we'll give you uh 15 seconds best pick best pick i think has got to be ben simmons um Mm. i just think only because you know we're talking now into the third round here we're talking amongst names like colin sexton og Anunumbe, um you know robert williams the third uh and ben simmons is obviously like capable of so much more than all of those guys um and he's done it before and you know the new team thing could really help him could really hurt him who knows but i think that he's most certainly going to be on a new team within the next coming weeks um yeah, I don't know. I think that Ben Simmons could be a gem this year if he, you know, finds a right fit. But at the same time, he could just really crash and burn. It's so. kind of funny because I, I, I actually had Ben Simmons as my worst pick of that round, and I think that mainly because, uh, mainly because I just don't know when he's going to play and like how long the trade thing's going to drag out. And I think with fantasy basketball, it's just once you. I mean, you've experienced it and you made that miraculous comeback a couple of years ago and Pete definitely had it last year and he tried to make a comeback. But if you get into a hole in fantasy basketball early on, it is difficult to drag yourself out of it. And when you spend these early round picks on somebody like Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons, who, you know, isn't with the team, he's going to have to go to a new place. And then, you know, even after he gets traded, he's going to finally suit up like, two games after he gets traded and everything. So just, I don't like taking the chance that early on uh, stuff, but I mean, obviously he was auto drafting, so, you know, not really much you can say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think quickly, I know that we're trying to go quickly, but I know that there are like a lot more rumblings recently of, of a Simmons trade and like a lot of rumblings of a potential blockbuster with like multiple teams. So I think that something's going to get done soon. No, it has to get done. You can't you can't carry that contract, especially if you're the 76ers trying to compete for a championship and then just just let these games go by. Um, yeah, I would so say my, my so go oh, ahead. I was, your favorite. My favorite. I was just going to say OG Ananobi. I, I I think that he is going to be a great pick this year, uh, especially with Siakam missing time and uh, the fact that he is. Uh, he proved towards the end of last year, once he get, once he came back from injury, that he can really put up these big numbers, and I think he's going to do big things out there. What were you going to say? Yeah, it was actually, it's funny, you know, we kind of uh, have the opposite this round. I oh, think you, that, you have OG, OG yeah. Ananobi as your least favorite? Yeah, I just, it's again, it's a situation of just like, I don't think I'm going to reach for that this early. Um, you know, Fair. I know that he's put up big numbers in games where guys have missed time, and I know that the Raptors are a different team entirely. But like, it seems like already from like the vibe that I've been getting from the preseason is that they're they're trying to like test guys out. And you know, if OG Ananube can't like stick with maybe the starting five or something like that, if he's more of like a bench role kind of guy, then I just feel like you whiffed on value a little bit. But um, yeah, it's interesting that we both kind of have the opposite. Yeah, flip for that flop, round. Yeah um let's see round four uh i had my best pick d'angelo russell i still think i think that he is 
such a great pick there for Pete because he has the potential to really launch himself. I mean, you look at some of the point guards that went before him. Um, you know, you look at Ben Simmons, uh, Colin Sexton, Kyle Lowry, uh, Lonzo Ball, Kyrie Irving, even Drew Holiday, like DeJounte Murray. Like there is he could easily launch himself so far beyond them because he's proven the can be kind of an elite point guard. And we haven't seen what he can do with towns. Uh, he's who I had as my best pick. My worst pick is Valanchunas. I'm sorry. I just couldn't get behind it because, because I think that, uh, I was listening to, uh, I think that the locked on fantasy podcast or whatever, uh, the other day, and they were talking about him and how he used to be when he was in, Memphis he was really like the number two sometime when Morant was out the number one guy and he's not going to necessarily be that when he goes to NOLA um I don't think it's a bad pick I don't think it's like the worst pick in the draft or anything I just I would have done something different there just because I, I feel weird about old white guys so I think that you know I mean I'll take a quick second to justify it so like <laughs> first of all Zion has a fractured foot in his bone so if he this misses is true. if he misses fractured any, bone in his foot you mean fractured foot in his bone is that what i said yeah yeah fractured bone in his foot <laughs> so if he misses any time at all valentinus is gonna be the guy other than ingram um and number two even when zion's healthy he's not proven to be the most efficient rebounder so i kind of drafted valentinus with the expectation of his points dropping but perhaps like providing you know what i mean a stable floor for rebounds and if zion is going to miss any time to have valentinus kind of handcuffed to him is nice because at least i know that the value that zion provides you know valentinus will start to provide some of that back that's true because you do i mean you do have zion so that makes sense so that was Um, like kind of my justification there plus i really just wanted a big um but honestly the same same pick for my favorite i think d'angelo russell there is just unbelievable i'm so jealous of pete (laughs) um and i could have had him too if i just drafted him one pick before um but you know i was fine to take kevin porter jr there um so i think my least favorite pick of the round is probably tyrese halliburton i just don't (laughs) know what he's going to look like yeah you you don't Um, know what that role is going to be i guess i mean like somebody's somebody's got to go somebody's got to go buddy healed isn't going to be paid 90 million dollars to be on the bench yeah so it's like i look at like my kevin porter jr pick there for example like the news just broke that john wall is just going to be in an advisory role until he gets traded and kevin porter jr will be the starter and receiving all the minutes there so like you know to have those two guys go in the same draft is a little weird because it's like, you know, Halliburton is probably going to be coming off the bench at least to start things off. And he didn't really like have like, you know what I mean? A standout rookie year. He was good. He was solid, but he wasn't necessarily, he didn't show that he's ready to take that next step forward just yet. So I think that it was a little early for Halliburton. A lot of these picks, I'm just like, I like the players. Don't get me wrong. I just think that sometimes people reached a little early. Fair point. Uh, Let's move on to round seven. Uh, I had my favorite pick in round seven. My former guy, uh, Michael Bridges. I I love Michael Bridges. I think he has a lot to offer to the table. I think he is like the better version of all these kind of, uh, I want to say fantasy basketball, like specifically to our league because we're such a shooting-based league, um, kind of skill sets where it's like high, super high percentages, decent number of threes can get you defense. He's just not going to get you like more than, I don't know, 15, 16 points a game. Um, I love that pick. Uh, I would say my worst, my least favorite pick in that round, 
again, is going to be the auto draft pick of Chris Boucher. He is coming off the bench. He's not going to be playing 20 minutes per game. Uh, I just don't. It sucks to have him. Um, I don't know how else to uh, how else to cut it on there because especially Ken Birch is probably going to beat him out for time. But yeah, those were my two for uh, round number seven, also known as round number five. Yeah, so I think that my favorite pick is going to be your Garland pick. Um, I just think that he's he's going to have a huge uh, year. I think that he's I think he's miles above better than Sexton to be honest with you. I think Sexton's probably a better scorer, don't get me wrong, but I think that Garland, in terms of his all-around play, is just so much of a better player. They're going to commit to Garland. I mean, Yeah, they're... I think that Garland is, like, if you if you had to pick one as, like, a you know what I mean, a, you know, the head of a franchise, I would, I would go with Garland every time. It's like, you know, you could probably find Sexton a couple of places elsewhere on free agency and stuff like that, but Garland seems like he's, you know, really um, a really good facilitator and and he can score too so you know um love him there at the end of the round and then i think my least favorite pick is my boy jalen suggs unfortunately i just think to reach for jalen suggs that early mm. when jalen green is still on yeah the board, i was surprised been, that's the Jaylen thing is green, like out yeah. of the two jalens who's been lighting it up in the preseason so far it's been jalen green and when i said all of the stuff that i loved about suggs it was kind of before the season preseason took place and you know you got to kind of watch the trends here and realize you know out of the two rookies it looks like Jalen Green is in do is in line for a lot more play time and he looks like he's a lot more developed he looks fantastic yeah he looks very very good at this point um we will move to round number eight which is also round number six best pick in my opinion was uh Gordon Hayward uh for the second consecutive round I'm gonna give Dorfman the credit here uh like getting Gordon Hayward that late um He's only on COVID IL. It's not like his body has been broken yet, but last year he he really carried Lauren to the championship. And uh, I think that if you can get that kind of value here where you have guys like, you know, I mean, look at the guys who went ahead of him in that, in that round. No one except for maybe, maybe Jalen Green is going to put up the numbers that Gordon Hayward can put up if he's healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, you looked at the list. Like, there's pro with the exception of Devonte Graham, um, there's probably nobody else on that list in the round that's going to score 20 points a game. Yeah, um, I had as my worst pick, and I, I will actually uh, preface by saying that Noel told me that he was like, "Oh, I didn't mean to take him." Um, would be Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I don't. I don't know what his role is going to be on the Celtics, but I just Devonte Graham. I think would be, would have been a better choice there. Um, however, he was able to get his guy Reggie Jackson. He was like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm." He's like, "I'm not going to be able to get Reggie Jackson on the back end here." And I was like, "Eric Bledsoe is still up there. It still says LAC next to his name and Reggie Jackson's name, which means that people are going to believe that Eric Bledsoe and him like he's backing up Eric Bledsoe, even though that's not the case." So. Lo and behold, he was able to get Reggie Jackson in the next round. But yeah, I would say Schroeder just because I don't know what the hell his role is going to be on that team. Yeah, I mean, I could see that kind of blowing up. Um, I'd say for this round, my favorite pick was probably Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Mm. Talked about him before. I think he's in he's in line for a huge year, and he's having a preseason to kind of match Remember. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So. So, um, you know, cousins to shy Gilgis Alexander. So, you know, basketball runs in the family. Um, I think that he's really, really good. I just don't think he's had like the, the right minutes in the past and like with the right, um, kind of squad around him. And now he's got a chance to start. So I think it's going to be a big year for him. 
Who was your uh, least favorite? Least favorite pick of that round? Probably Sadiq Bey. Um, mm. I just think that Sadiq Bey is probably a guy that, in all other cases, goes undrafted. Um, so I think that, you know, to spend anything other than your last round pick on him would be a little bit, uh, a little bit premature. So fair enough. Um, let's move on to the next round. We have round number seven, also known the, in actuality, round number nine, uh, best pick. I had Duncan Robinson. I did not know he was still there. Uh, Kyle was able to scoop him up. Um, that is always, always, always a good call in this league, uh, especially for what he brings to the table in terms of those percentages, the threes and all that stuff. Kyle is the perfect fit for Kyle's team. He always is the perfect fit for Kyle's team. Um, so I had him as, uh, my favorite pick and actually the worst pick in this round, which I will easily say is the worst pick in the entire draft is the auto draft pick of Thad Young. Thad Young has no role on that team. He does not. He is barely going to get any minutes, if anything. And for him to go in round nine, when you still have three picks left in round nine, and then 24 picks in the following two rounds, that's crazy. That's crazy that ESPN ranked him high enough that he could be auto-drafted in our league because he he's, doing, he's not going to do anything. He is not going to do anything for San Antonio. So I I feel bad for I assume that that's going to be the first drop, um. But yeah, he is he's a clown. He's getting he's a clown. Um. So yeah, that's my little rant on that young. Uh, if you want to go ahead though with your uh, favorite and uh, least favorite. Yeah, I mean, probably my least favorite is going to be that Thad Young pick. Um, I don't think I have as much hatred in my heart. Like, because if you actually look, like he did provide provide you some. Um, he look, he's not a bad player. He's 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 not a bad player. He's always produced wherever he goes, but he just there is no role for him on this team, and like that's why they they were actually talking about the fact that he might actually get cut. So I because because there's no place for him on there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, so all of that being said, probably factors into why I think it's the worst pick of the round. Um, but it was autoed, like you said, so it's just weird. Um, to be honest with you, my favorite pick is probably going to be, I don't know, kind of between two here. I really like Mike Conley right after him, mm. <laughs> um, just because, you know, I think that Conley's been somebody that's been always middle tier um, year in and year out. And so this is like probably the first year that he's really, really fallen. Um, so to take a chance on him, this late I'm, I'm really cool with but i also really like marvin bagley jr i just think that you know i still have a lot of faith in him i still think that he could be 20 points marvin bagley the third not jr oh that's right not he the... is the third He's well the third. i like his dad more than him so to be fair <laughs> but uh no 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 marvin bagley the third is who i'm talking about and i mm. think that you know he could still be 20 points 10 rebounds a game and so we'll see um yeah so that's who i like of that round Let's go to the uh, let's go to the final two rounds. Uh, round ten, um, easily my favorite pick uh, was Paul taking Malik Beasley that late. Uh, I think he's been kind of forgotten about how good he was last year, and I think it's kind of cool that Paul got both the two guys who used to be uh, on Denver and then kind of have exploded into like twenty point scores elsewhere uh, in Beasley and Jeremy Grant. But I, I love the Malik Beasley pick. Worst pick, uh, Patrick Williams. I, I think I got a little caught up, and I cut a little, con- you know, kind of. I was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? I need rebounds. I need this. And then I was like, okay, I will just take 
I'll take Patrick Williams. I'll take Patrick Williams. He's, you know, he might be ready for the start of the season and everything, but he's still probably going to be the fourth or fifth option on that team. I, there's a lot of promise there, but I don't think this is the year that he's going to really explode there. Um, granted there's still like, you know, other picks and everything, but I, I should have maybe taken Tyler hero, which could also be, have a strong case as the best pick in that round. Oh, Chris, I lost you for a second. Sorry. I just, I muted myself by accident there. Um, real smart but yeah i think that tyler hero's great pick in that round i think that um uh what'd you say you said I had malik um, beasley malik beasley is another good pick in that round honestly you know not to toot my own horn but i'm gonna go with cole anthony here mm. um i think that you know the other night like the first preseason game like um they had him off the bench or something like that just to give like all the rookies and all the you know tryouts a chance He's dropped like 16 points, four rebounds, four assists in like 20 minutes worth of time. And then the next game, they were like, okay, well, we're starting him because it's like, you know what I mean? He's the most developed point guard on that team by far. Um, It's, I don't think, even a question. Jalen Suggs still has a lot to do. Um, I don't think that your boy is really ever going to turn out anything. Yeah. Um, He might be, he might be a great bench point guard. Like he might be like a really good kind of like Marcus Smart kind of player. Um, Maybe. But, like, I just don't think that he's ever going to be the starter there. And Cole Anthony, he does a little bit of everything. He's um, He showed it last year. Yeah, he, yeah. He can shoot threes. He can handle the ball really, really well. He can um, pass really, really well. And I was looking at his free throw percentage is the best on my team by far. He's got, like, an 850 field, uh, free throw mm. percentage. So I'm really, really stoked to have Cole Anthony. I think that he's almost a lock for, like, 16 points a game, a handful of dimes, steal or two and um some decent percentages so to get it that late i was pretty stoked who was your least favorite pick in that round least favorite pick of that round probably your patrick williams pick but only because he's hurt right yeah he's hurt right now i mean they're saying he might be back but by the end of preseason or for the first game but you know it's a way game yeah i mean it's either gotta yeah it's gotta be that one for me um moving on to the final round here uh I'll say best pick is Drummond. However, I because just because I think to to get somebody who has a change of environment and has proven themselves to be like a top two round guy for a while and like was a keeper in the league not too long ago to get him in that final round value is fantastic. However, I will also I also wanted to give props to Paul. Tim Hardaway Jr. was outstanding last year in the postseason and he is going to probably take on get more usage and more burn now that uh Josh Richardson is out of there um so that could be a nice sneaky late pick getting those threes and everything worst pick uh for i think the fourth time uh is going to be Steven's auto draft pick uh, Donnie DiVincenzo uh that's all i got to say about that um you know there's three three more picks left there but like you know, the difference between getting Donnie DiVincenzo and, say, Evan Fournier or Seth Curry could be kind of significant. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, and that's that's my best and worst. So how will you end yours, my friend? You muted again, bud. Ugh, I keep I keep doing that to myself. So dumb. Um, so I think my favorite pick of the round is probably Kuzma. 
Um, I just I think that he's could be kind of like an X factor this year. Um, you don't know what it what his usage is going to look like in Washington, and so it could be high, um, especially on nights that Beal may or may not miss. Is he is Beal vaccinated? Uh, no, he's not vaccinated. All yet. right, so you know there could be nights that Beal misses, and maybe he steps in. But I think that new team, new look. Um, I'm I'm keeping my eye on Kuzma this year to see what he can do for Washington. Um, plus I think he's probably like. After Beal, the second best scoring option on that team now. Um, and then my worst pick for that round. Ooh, I don't know. There's a couple of guys I don't even know their name. Um, <laughs> actually, just one, Josh Giddy. But I don't really like Evan Fournier. Um, really, only because he can get hurt a lot. <laughs> like I had him last year. I think I traded for him or something like that because he was scoring like 20 points a game, and it was just such a bad move because he just got hurt like every other game and i know for pete like that's a big no-no for a guy oh yeah i'm kind of surprised he went there (laughs) if there was anybody who ever was against anything about getting injured it is it is peter yeah so i'm I'm super surprised he went there but you know i mean in terms of name value that's probably one of the better picks for the round just in terms of what he's provided over the years but like i said you know like i'm just like he's literally like just one one minute away from uh, getting injured so and there you have it that's the uh, best and worst uh if i offended you um okay and uh, that's been my new kind of go-to that my gm at my restaurant he like whenever somebody says something that like they're mad at him or something like that they're mad or uh they're or they apologize or say something dumb he know like and I was talking to my roommate, he's like, you know, a piece of you dies every time you do this. But I just love just now going to people who are like just being dicks to me or something. And like I was last night, I was like, oh, well, this won't come out the same time as this. And they were like, well, you know, try your best. And I was like, and I literally looked at this old woman and I just go, okay. And like when you do it with like that slight upwards inflection, I'm like, yeah, oh, you're an idiot. Okay. And that's kind of my new my new favorite thing. Okay. Yeah, because it's probably it probably delivers the most punch just for your two letters there. So you know you're making the, yeah you're really economic in your in your intentions there. I like yeah that. yeah. Um, but uh, let's move on here. Uh, you know this is what we've been waiting for the first uh the first real starting five uh and the bench uh this year post draft. So uh. Without uh, without any further ado, uh, if I can uh, just get a get a little bit of encouragement uh, from a dear friend, uh, Ian, what are your thoughts? It's crazy. I don't know how the hell they're gonna figure it all out, but it's gonna be awesome. It is going to be awesome indeed. So, uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris, let's start at the base. Who had the worst draft? And I think we probably have the same number 12 here. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be Mr. Otto yeah. in, this, in this case, right? It, ha- I think it has to be. I mean, there's just, uh, I, my rationale here is, you know, the reach, on, it, it ended up reaching on DeJounte Murray and Ben Simmons. Now you have uh, three point guards kind of in a row. Uh, ben Simmons, who you don't know when he's going to play. Karis LeVert, you don't know when he's going to play. Chris Boucher, you don't know how much he's going to play. Thad Young, you don't know if he's still going to be on a team. 
And then also to cap it off with Donnie DiVincenzo, I mean, you're looking at like two starting centers in Zubak and Boucher. Uh, well, I guess Sabonis is center eligible, but yeah, not not kind of what you want to see there. Um, anything else to add on Steven's team? I mean, I don't know. It's It stinks, you know, like we've all been there before. We've all gotten autoed. The only thing that I can say is that this year is going to be very interesting because, like, we're rolling with a different lineup. We're rolling with um, sort of, like, you know, less players than we ever have before. So he's got standouts. You know what I mean? He's got Sabonis. He's got Darren Fox. He's got uh, Zach Levine. He's got DeJounte Murray. He's got Ben Simmons now. So, like, you know, you make a team out of that, and then you just play ad drops all year with the guys that you kind of unfortunately got autoed. Um, I don't really see why you can't put together at least a winning season it so. could have been it, it could have been a lot worse there, could have been a lot worse, it, it, exactly. it, it, like i i expect like from my understanding steven comes highly recommended from my brother as being supremely active even more active than our dear friend mr chris bliss in our baseball league so yeah i believe that uh i'm not concerned about him his team doing bad and uh, getting darren fox with dropping that low uh and same thing with you know, boomer bust Ben Simmons is a nice way to start. Let's get interesting. Uh, who do you have at number 11? Honestly, this one I kind of struggled with. I feel like there was a clear cut, like, you know what I mean, miss on Steven's team just because of the auto draft. But for everybody else, I thought that they did a pretty, pretty decent job. I thought everyone job. did a really good job in the draft. I, I was actually, I was very pleasantly surprised that I looked at all of the teams and it there was not necessarily one team that was kind of in another stratosphere as the others. I think you're on mute again, bud. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that for me, no, I'm sorry. I was taking a pause there. Um, so I think that for me, the next team number 11 is probably going to be team Fleming. There's just a lot of question marks there. And I think that there's a lot of talent there for sure. Ooh. But like, I just I have a lot of questions about like Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know who Scotty Barnes is. I don't know if Jalen Suggs is going to be legit this year. Nikhil Alexander Walker, I have high hopes for, but that's kind of unproven too. Don't know who Sengen is at all, and I don't know if Drummond's going to be the starter. And so if Drummond's not the starter, I'm not saying that he can't get you ten boards a night or anything like that, which is probably why you draft him there. But you know, it's just going to be a different look. So I just think that there's a decent amount of question marks there and um, really like one elite player in Trey Young. And then, you know what I mean? Like really, really good players to go with it. Like a handful of really good players to go with it. I, I hear all those points. I, I, I will, uh, I'll let you know when I get to team Fleming. Um, Cause he's a little, little later on in my rankings, but uh, at number 11, I had uh, I had Jimmy, who is not playing today. Uh, also, I encourage everyone, I'd like to see a uh, little creativity in terms of names and everything like that. Uh, I'd love to kind of do a deeper dive on, uh, I'll, I'll actually say this, whoever comes up with the best name by the end of the week will be the first, uh, first matchup we review at the end of, uh, for next week's show. Um, yeah, I'll go with, uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy, uh, only because the fact that, uh, you know, Capella, Capella and Siakam kind of right in the middle right there. Um, both of them aren't really playing right now. Uh, Capella has that injury. We don't know when he's coming back. Siakam, the same thing. So yeah, that's kind of not how you want to go with your first two rounds. But again, like there's still Terry Rozier on that team. There's still, you know, getting Kuzma that late, um, Draymond potentially, um, continuing that giant like uh, uh, assisting, and then to you know add Donovan Mitchell to Paul George, who he was already keeping before, I think is a solid start. 
Um, who do you have at number 10? Number 10, I actually had Jimmy. So um, I think, like you said, a lot of really good points. Um, I get nervous about having Terry Rozier as my starting point guard, I think. Um, well, but, technically, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a point guard. So. Yeah, so, you know, you could flop him. But still, like, you know, that would mean yeah. that you'd have to put Rozier as your shooting guard. So, um, like, there are some some other questions though that are like a lot more scary in my opinion like what kind of a role is norman powell gonna have on the portland trailblazers mm. um draymond green is he ever gonna get back to like somebody that's like you know what i mean that can provide you decent value um i love isaiah beef stew but i don't know what he's gonna look like on a pistons team that looks like they're just willing to try out anybody um and like i said the same kind of goes for sadiq bay in that case so you know i think he had a couple of nice little late round pickups between like Kuzma and um you know Draymond was probably late enough that I feel like that was a safer pick but like you know Bledsoe I think you said well before like he's not going to be the guy over Reggie Jackson there so I don't really know what the point of that was I um I had a number 10 team Dorfman and uh the reason why I had team Dorfman there isn't because like I mean it's so weird to look at his team because there's a lot of guys on that team who could really be elite right? You know, Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Julius Randle. These are great names. Gordon Hayward, getting him late. Michael Bridges, those two picks I loved. However, to also decide to draft uh, Clay Thompson, to draft Kyrie Irving, like we said, that high, um, you know, you're already playing with a man down. And then to couple it and put your faith in the hands of two rookies, uh, Mobley, who God only knows what his role is going to eventually be in Cleveland, but it hasn't. He hasn't necessarily been look. I mean, maybe it was just the first game, but the first game that he had this week wasn't necessarily looking all that great. Um, he kind of still looked a little timid under there. And then Cade Cunningham, who you know he could launch onto the scene, he could take a little while to develop. So I don't like that much risk in there. I understand the reward, um, and I think it's probably going to be. It's either going to go real far one way or real far the other way. Um. Yeah, who did you have at uh number nine? Yeah, I'm following suit here. I also have Dorfman. Um, like just you know what I mean. There's so much talent on the team. You know, you guys like Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid, Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward. But like you know, odds are about half of those guys are going to be hurt. Hmm. So. <sighs> it's a lot of risk, like you said, to take on in one team. And I would have liked it if he kind of like played it safer with some picks and then like coupled that with the risk. But, um, you know, you're riding on a lot of hope from guys like Harrison Barnes and Michael Bridges and, and Mobley, who we don't even know anything about yet. Um, so yeah, I think that, like I said, like you said, it's a lot of risk. So I, I gotta go there. I had uh, I had Reese at number nine, which uh, I think, again, kind of falls into that category. But I think it's kind of funny because I I really want to call like I know it's Quad City Nunchucks, but I really want to call this team the hype beast team because literally this is the most hype beast kind of team I've ever seen. LaMelo Ball, Michael Porter Jr., Anthony Edwards, OG Ananobi, Jalen Green. Miles Bridges, Tyler Hero. These are all guys who have like a certain level of fanfare when it comes to fantasy basketball. And I am very curious to see how it pans out. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr., I have my like the whole COVID stuff. 
Um, but yeah, this could be an, this another team that could be boom or bust. Obviously, Tyler Hero, um, you know, Tyler Hero being able to uh, being able to right now he is leading the uh, the preseason in points and with Victor Oladipo not necessarily healthy right now and everything. Uh, he could be one of the best picks in the draft. Um, same thing with Jalen Green going that late. So yeah, I have uh, Reese down at number nine, but uh, which again uh, for anyone for everybody listening, uh, number nine is going to be the cutoff for the playoffs. So pretty much uh, Stephen, for me, Stephen, Jimmy, and uh, Dorfman are kind of like the ones that I see on the outs after you know the draft. And clearly, I'm I'm the soothsayer who's going to give you all of the knowledge of like what's happening in the future. But um, yeah, number nine is going to be the last playoff spot that comes in the play uh, the play in round for whatever that's worth. Um, Chris, what about you? Um, uh, I had myself. I had myself here. Um, I just don't know how my team is going to stack up against everybody else's. Um, like I think you know, we're talking about my two keepers being like potential big injury risks with uh, Zion um, and that fractured foot in his bone. Um, mm. <laughs> But um, yeah, and then LeBron, obviously, too. But I think that like everyone else that I picked is going to provide me with like a really, really stable floor to go forward mm. with. Um, you know, I think that Jaws Elite, I think that as much as you're not a big Valanciunas guy, I think that in terms of centers, he's like kind of the last among like, you know what I mean, guys that I'm comfortable with starting. I think Kevin Porter Jr. obviously is in line for a huge year. Um, and, you know, CJ McCollum is going to get me all of the threes, so... I think that I gave myself enough of a floor to, you know, have a shot at playoffs, but I just don't really like my team as much as a lot of the other teams. I, uh, I actually too had you at number eight. Um, and pretty much for the same reason that, uh, you gave forward. I mean, I like a lot of these picks. It's all going to really depend on like, uh, you know, the health of those two keepers, not necessarily the health of LeBron, but like, just how are they going to use them? Um, cause I know we've had discussions about that in the preseason, and uh yeah kind of just like what the role is going to be of all these players like cj mccollum for example i know you didn't like the pick at the time but he was i think like after i jinxed him of being trash last year in preseason rankings he kind of launched himself to the forefront um and he was like a top player so yeah i had you at number eight um at number seven i had uh i had kyle uh flavor towns um I had him at number seven, uh, mainly because it's a very Kyle team. Uh, I mean, like, there's, it was less, this is less to do necessarily about Kyle's team being bad and just kind of more along the lines of, uh, you know, how I view the other teams that are ahead of him. Um, I think, obviously, you know, Towns and Aiden is kind of a nice uh, base. And then, you know, you just have Steph Curry, who was arguably the best player in fantasy last year. And but I am curious, like Drew Holiday, Buddy Heald, I don't know. Uh, Miles Turner, we're gonna see what happens. Isaac is still missing time. We don't know when he's gonna come back. Rocco could have a bounce back. Um, Matisse Thibel, he's I mean, he's gonna score like five points a game, get you all those other categories. Um, and then Drew Holiday, uh, I just don't know with Drew Holiday, like what like how I don't know I get I, I'm just a little nervous about some guy who just won the NBA finals and then immediately went to uh 
Team USA and is also kind of up there in age and won a gold medal in Team USA. So that's a lot of basketball. And I just don't know if being the facilitator on that team is uh, necessarily something that you can like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, who do you have at number seven? Number seven, I had Reese. Um, I really like Reese's team, the hype monster, as you called it. I think that even though it is like kind of a hype monster, he still did a good job of providing him like a stable floor. Um, you can't really predict injuries. So like, you know, what LaMelo is going to give you, what Ant Edwards is going to give you, what um, Rashawn Holmes is going to give you, OG Ananumbe, even though I said I wasn't like a big fan of him. Um, he's still going to provide you with a decent floor. And then Tyler Hero, too. Like, I think that he has all of the pieces to put together a really, really good starting team. And then, you know, it's going to come down to waiver ads and drops. So really, really like Reese's team there. Fair point. Fair point. Um, I had uh, at number six, so the first off the bench, uh, someone who I think made huge strides in the draft and had one of the best drafts out there. And that would be... Uh, Noel, Team Richards, um, really great draft for Noel. Getting Chris Paul and Brandon Ingram with those first two picks is pretty clutch. Um, you know, going with Jared Allen, can't go wrong letting the big slide there, but I think that's kind of one of the last ones that you can kind of hold on to. Uh, so that was nice. Again, you know, it sucks with the Dennis Schroeder pick, but I think, uh, you know, get, even getting Clarkson that late and Seth Curry with the last round um, should round out a great team and going to put up a lot of points, especially what Seth Curry's role is going to be if, uh, you know, if if Ben Simmons wants, like, is he going to blow up even more now that Ben Simmons is out of the picture? Um, so, yeah, I had uh, Noel at number six. Yeah, sorry if my internet cuts out or not, guys. But um, I guess at number six, I'm going to go with Pete here. Um, I really like Pete's team, but I kind of fear for what happens to Pete like every year where he has like two or three superstars and then the rest of his team is either injured, just doesn't really like pan out to what he thought it's going to be. Um, like I have questions about how much value Russell Westbrook is going to provide in terms of our fantasy league specifically, just because his percentages are usually pretty weak. Um, Porzingis, you know what I mean? In and out of injuries. So we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I have no real faith in Laurie Markkinen anymore, unfortunately. And like I said, I didn't really care for the Fournier pick because he's mm. hurt year in and year out. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is another question mark, in my opinion. And you know that, you know, AD is going to miss a handful of games at the bare minimum. So, like I said, it just it could be like another recipe for Pete where he just ends up with like three really, really talented players. But the rest of his team is either her or just like, you know what I mean, ends up being like kind of waiver wire stuff. So who knows what it looks like. That's fair. I had uh, I had number at number five. I actually had myself. Um, I was very pleased with my draft. Um, the only thing is, I feel like I punted. Um, you know, I think I'm probably going to have arguably the most threes in our league. Um, and score a ton of points. I have what like five guys on my team who can probably who are probably going to get like about twenty plus points per game. In uh, Brown, Tatum, Wood, Alexander, and uh, Gilgis, Alexander, and Brogdon especially with LeVert being out, I kind of, and Warren, I feel like Brogdon is going to maybe put up like a monster numbers for the first couple games there for uh, Indiana. Um, but I do, I do feel nervous that I did punt uh, big numbers like blocks and rebounds and potentially adjusted field goal percentage because of that. So I don't really feel all that great about that. Um, so we'll see. 
but yeah, I was very, very, very happy with my draft overall, especially to get uh, Shea and Christian Wood and Brogdon in those first three rounds. Um, who did you have with the uh, um, next? Time? I also I have your team here. Um, like you said, I think you really crafted your team to be a specific type of team. And I just have worry for like, you know, the categories that you're lacking in. Um, but like you said, I think that you're going to put up monster points, monster threes, good percentages, and, you know, like enough assists and rebounds to really compete with teams week in and week out. But, you know, is it going to be something that you have to adjust later on and kind of like sell some other assets to make up for, you know, it just, it could lead to some trouble. So I think that, you know, your team is definitely top five, I would say, in the league, because that's where we're at now, right? Like five. Yeah, but out of the rest of the teams, mm -hmm. I just think that there are a yeah. little bit more troubles that could be headed your way. I will say that one other thing about my team is that I am very, very pleased that I was able to get kind of that dual position eligibility on every single one of my players except for Isaiah Roby. So that's going to be really nice for me to be able to interchange guys and not really miss guys on the bench and everything specifically sure. guys i drafted um number four uh so now we're really cracking into the top five uh the starting five i should say um number four i had ian's team luca and the freak uh i thought ian had a great i i thought like i said rudy gobert i think is my favorite pick in the draft um comparatively to what with the keepers tobias harris super safe um, but those three in the middle there, I think that's so that's where you're going to get a little bit of problems with uh, Harold Wiggins and and uh, Sexton, uh, only because Sexton really needs to take a corner because he's trying to play for a big contract right there. Harold, I think it's going to come off the bench, but I don't know how that's all going to happen because you don't really have a second facilitator really on that uh, second unit in Washington. Um, like, is it going to be Denny Avdia? Like, is he he going to be the playmaker on there? I don't know. Um, and then. Uh, and then Wiggins, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in Golden State. I don't know if this kind of Jordan Poole emergence is going to curb like Wiggins getting a lot of action over there. Uh, but I do obviously love this team with Doncic, Antetokounmpo, and uh, Rudy Gobert, even Tobias Harris, and then getting, you know, Brandon Clark and Darius Basley, and then uh, and Bogdanovich, even Marcus Smart in there. Like I love all the picks except for those three in the middle, and I think Ian is absolutely competing for a championship this year. Who did you have at number, number four? Number four, I had Noel. Um, I love his team. I love the makeup of it. I think it's oh. loaded with superstars. You know, you go down the list, Chris Paul, Brad Beal, Kevin Durant, Brandon Ingram, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. R.J. Barrett could have a really good breakout year, I think. And if Schroeder ends up being, you know, an accumulator of minutes in Boston, I think that he could end up providing some value like he does almost every year. So, you know, you go down the list and it's just like chalk loaded with superstars, in my opinion. And the only question is going to be the health of, of Kevin Durant and then the, you know, vaccination status of Brad Beal. Um, if that combines to make up for a, a lot of missed games, then that's going to be an issue. But um, I don't really think it's going to be. I think that Katie's going to play more than he did last year. And I think that, you know, like we've said about Brad Beal, he doesn't play in one of the lockdown states. So he's not going to miss as much time as someone like a Kyrie. Um, so, yeah, I think that Noel just built a really, really great team this year. And he should be in the top five for sure. That makes sense. Um, I will move to my uh, number f three right here, who you had way later, uh, Team Fleming. 
I actually love Team Fleming. I like the, uh, I don't know what you're going to get out of Fred Van Vliet. I, d- I don't know what the whole, what's going to happen over there in Toronto, but I mean, the usage is going to be there. So I really can't complain, I guess. I love the Vucevic pick pairing him with Trey Young. Um, and I love the Collins pick, DeMar DeRozan. Like that, that first five right there of Collins, DeRozan, Van Vliet, Vucevic, and Young is as stable a floor as any. Um, and then to, you know, get Halliburton, who could take another step forward, um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and, uh, you know, Jalen Suggs. I don't, you know, I feel a little nervous about having two rookies like that, like Suggs and Scotty Barnes, but, uh, or sorry, three, and uh, Sengen on there. Um, but Sengen looks like he's going to be rolling with the, with, uh, the starters, and I think Wood's going to play power forward on that, uh, on that um, Houston team. And uh, Scotty Barnes is going to have potentially a very large role if he can continue to handle it well uh, in Toronto with Siakam being out. Um, And then obviously the Drummond pick late, I think is going to really be a nice, potentially uh, be a nice extra thing if he can do anything, because we all know what he does for adjusted field goal percentage. Um, Number three, I had Kyle. Um, I think that Kyle just did a good job of building an hmm. all-around well-oiled team like he kind of usually does. Um, I don't really see any categories that he's going to be lacking in. He's got guys like Covington and Duncan who make the threes. You know, He's got Miles Turner, Carl Anthony Towns, and DeAndre Ayton for blocks and rebounds. Um, he's got almost a handful of guys that could score 20 points a game between Steph Curry, Drew Holiday, Brad, or, um, Buddy Heald, Towns, and Aiton um, could score close to 20 a game. And so I just like, and he's got assists too between Holiday and Curry. And yeah, he's just, he's got a team again that can do literally every single category. And so it's, it's kind of annoying to see Kyle do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very annoying. Um, who did you have a number, number two? two? So the only two that I have left are our buddies, our drop buddies. Uh, Luca and the freak, and mm-hmm. I know what I'm. I might know what I'm doing this year. Um, so I think that yeah. For my top spot, I'm going to save Luca and the freak, and with my number two spot, I'm going to go with I might know what I'm doing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have Paul coming in at number two, and I'm gonna mm. have Ian coming in at number one. I had uh, I also had Paul coming in at number two, so I'll, I I guess I'll, I'll say I'll talk a little bit about Paul. Um, Paul's roster is great. Keldon Johnson looks really good in preseason. Um, Malik Beasley, Jeremy Grant, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Nikola Jokic. These are all guys who can really score. Lonzo Ball looks very different and very good in Chicago. Uh, Nurkic, if he's able to get something out of there, same thing with Kemba Walker. If he gets bounce backs on there and they're not really that big of a gamble because it's not like they're uh, currently injured for that matter, um, that could be huge. And then like to cap it all off with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is just another really great place. Um, I don't know about Bagley the third, but I do know that there is not a single pick that Paul took uh, that I did not that I hated that I thought was like, Oh, he shouldn't have done that. Like I can see a reasoning for every single one of these picks. And it's kind of the typical Paul, like high floor, 
um, low ceiling kind of team that, I mean, you have two guys already who are potentially finishing one and two in fantasy. Why do you need to have such a low floor? Why not keep it a high floor and see what happens? And I think he did a remarkable, remarkable. I do as well. Um, I have some concerns and some questions with, you know, like concerns like with Kemba and with Nurkic, obviously. Um, I have some questions with guys like Lonzo Ball and Marvin Bagley Jr. Um, But. Marvin Bagley the, the third. third. Oh my God, his dad is getting a lot of hype on this show. But um, so yeah, Marvin Bagley the third. I have some question marks. Um, but I think that you know, like you said, there's not one bad pick here. Um, they're all guys that I would want for my team. So I can't really hate hate on Paul's team too much here. He did a fantastic job of you know when you have guys like Jokic and Harden, it's like you just you get tempted to maybe get a little crazy, but Paul does a good job of always like, you know what I mean? Quashing that and just sort of going with what makes sense. So he had a great draft like he does almost every year. Paul, Paul would make for a fantastic sea captain, like right on the bearing straight, just of like, yes, no, we're fine. Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. Um, what do you think about Ian? Oh, hold on, Chris. You're a little, little on mute right now. Um, so Ian's, so Ian's team, I <laughs> think, like, <sighs> I just don't see it being anything other than like one or two in almost every category, which is why I think I have to go here. Um, I think that you know, points he's going to be top two. Um, that's not even a question, in my opinion. Um, three pointers, I think he's going to be up there. I think uh, field goal percentage, he's going to be up there. Um, free throws, he might not be, but that's okay. It's only one category. Um, defensive numbers, like, his defensive numbers are insane. Um, it's just, yeah, and he's got at least six guys, I think, on that team that could score 20 points, and two of those guys, like, score pretty much, like, 30 points a game. Um, so, yeah, they add, like, 10 on top of, like, other guys that might not score 20 points a game so like basically his whole team almost averages 20 points a game um yeah I, I just don't see it being anything other than a top three finish for ian um i i, I can easily see that obviously i had him at number four um i will cap off the first uh starting five of the bench with uh, the same number one that I had after last year's draft, which would be my brother. Uh, I do think that despite the question marks with Westbrook, uh, you know, Porzingis, D'Angelo Russell, um, he has six guys on his team that could easily be in the top 50, top 30, um, that I I don't think that any other team has that kind of potential. Um, even like, even though I hate, I, I not that I hate, I, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of like the Markinen pick or, uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., Mike, Mike Conley, Evan Fournier, even Jaron Jackson Jr., he, when he does play, he is very good. He is very, very good. And Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard is, is arguably when healthy, one of the best keeper sets. I still think it's better than uh, Doncic and Giannis. And to kind of get all these guys to really just 
go after that. I, I think that he did a really, really good job, and I will be, uh, I, I'd be interested to see what the free agent wire moves are that he's going to make because clearly some of these guys are going to get dropped, probably marking in first. Um, but I think that the the when it comes to fantasy basketball, I think that uh, I think that you there's one thing that needs to kind of stand out. Um, and I think fantasy basketball is all about the, it's about the quality of depth and, uh, not being entirely top heavy, but having like five to six very, very good players, um, who you would want because like this, like without injuries and not taking like a lot of risk, because again, there's only so many players you can start. They all do the same, the same thing. Um, it's not like baseball or football or hockey for even that matter. The players get you the same categories. Um, and, uh, and it'll be interesting to see just who has the top creme de la creme, right? Who can, I think that Paul's team is built very similarly to, uh, Lauren's team last year. I think Pete kind of did a similar thing with his team this year than he did last year. Uh, however, there's not John Wall on that team. There's not Kevin Love on that team. You're not seeing those picks wasted away. Jimmy Butler isn't, you know, on his team about to miss like 20 games to start a season. So, yeah, that is the uh, that is the starting five in the bench. I'll run through mine real quickly uh, before we close out here. Uh, again, I had Steven coming in at 12. I had uh, Jimmy coming in at 11. I had Dorfman coming in at 10. Uh, nine, I had Quad City Nunchucks at Reese. Uh, eight, I had Chris. Seven, I had Kyle. Six, I had Noel. Five, I had myself. Four, I had Ian. Three, I had uh, Team Fleming. Two, I had Paul. And again, number one, I had Pete. Chris, real recap of yeah, right if quick, I remember, of teams, I didn't write it down. Um, so first off, I had Ian. <laughs> um, secondly, I had Paul. Um, third, I had Kyle. Fourth, I had Noel. I think. Um, five, I think I had Pete. I had you. No, you had yeah, me, I had you. I believe, and then I had I Pete. In, yeah. Um, so I had the brothers back to back. Um, and then after that, I believe I had Reese's team, and then I had um, my team. And then I had um, team, I want to say it was the last few teams of mine were going to be. Um... Well, Steven, you had a 12. I believe 11, yeah. you had team Fleming. No, 11, I had your dad. And then 10, I had Fleming. And then, oh, okay. Yep. So oh, there you okay. go. Oh, which no, means eight that was my, uh, eight, you must eight have Eight was Dorfman. myself, and then or nine, uh, yeah, nine was Dorfman. Yeah, so that will uh, close out the first uh, first start five of the bench. Great Sorry job, if my internet everybody. cut out during this. Uh, if you find it, uh, uh, oh, it yeah, cut out it's again. Be rough, but Damn it! Good luck editing, John. Well, yeah, we'll see what. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, we'll see what we get out of this, right. and uh, y'all day, take guys. care now. Have a good one.